0: follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.
1: How many BYU fans wish they'd have kept the $5 and not watched the loss to Toledo last Saturday? Rivals has arrived. Hello, folks. It's that time again for Rivals. Scott Mitchell, Jason Buck. On the phone from the far reaches of the plains of America, in the heartland, Chicago. Hello, Jason. Yep. How are you?
2: Uh, out here, devoted to my life of football and my family, and coaching the grandson.
1: That's what retired life looks like for Jason Buck. He <laughs> travels back and forth as a hired assassin coach for for twelve year old little boys. Right? It is that is what true? It's, yeah.
2: It's, it's 13-year-old, eighth-graders. I'm sorry, 13-year-old, yeah, yeah. Yeah, don't mess that up.
1: No, 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 no. And so no, I think it's, it's – I think I am it's the a hired
2: assassin, that is true.
1: I think it's wonderful <laughs> that you do that for your grand, grandkids, and I'm sure that those will be th- memories and things they'll cherish for the rest of their lives.
2: Oh, yeah, great memories. I'm, I have a bunch of boys out here that love me, and I love them, and our football family, it's always a great experience.
1: Unfortunately, there are not great memories of BYU and Toledo – where no, you, we where paid our
2: five bucks. We, we paid our five bucks. Paid your five dollars.
1: <laughs> Do you wish you could get your money back? <laughs> oh, <laughs> apparently, oh, that the, one, yeah. apparently, yeah. apparently, the best part of the whole game was the announcers trying to um, anou- uh, say uh, salami Katakis. They they kept messing up uh, Kalani Sataki's oh. name, and they just butchered. <laughs> they were butchering
2: the Polynesian names, yes, right? They were, were they were not ready for it. That was that was funny.
1: <laughs> Moroni putu, funny. Or what they call it, macaroni putu tau or, or yeah. la, 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 we, la, tutu tu, tau. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. No, we were laughing our heads off, you know, addicts who thought, you're right. If you're not familiar with, uh, you know, the Polynesian culture like we are in Utah, you're going to, even then you struggle a little bit, you know better, and you got to get there a day ahead and just practice the names.
1: The, the best way I've heard, Jason, is just to say it with confidence. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and it exactly. Usually, like it, usually, you
1: know. yeah, it usually comes out pretty good if you just say it with confidence. Uh, okay, so <laughs> give, give me some of your thoughts because I I have some very strong opinions about this. Some of them, well, they they all lead to a good point. Let's just let, so I'm looking at this from how do how does BYU get better? But I want to hear I want to hear your thoughts from your observations of the game. And and let's just face it, you get your five dollars worth. You get to tell me how you feel.
2: Right, you know the Look to be to be very honest, and you know I talked about that this going into the season and going to this game that this was by no means a gimme game for BYU. So does, it doesn't surprise me that they lost in Toledo. You know, playing on the road against a solid Toledo team that was nine and three last year. So you know it's disappointing, of course. I mean, it's really disappointing, but. That's really the level of play that BYU's been at for a while. They're playing at that you know third or fourth place level in the MAC and third or fourth place level in the Mountain West. And
1: that's really that's really who that's planned. really who BYU is right now. Right so, now. so so they're playing right, right these teams now. like yeah. South Florida and and Northern Illinois and Toledo and some some of these schools and 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 even the Boise States and the Utah States that's the that's the caliber of talent that on a regular Sunday Saturday uh, not Sunday cuz they don't play on Sunday a regular right. Saturday so so they're they're going to compete at that level and they have to show up and they have to do all these things but that's kind of that's really what the expectation of the BYU fan is right it's not that We're much superior than Toledo. It's like we got to show up at this game and we got to play our best and we can't turn the ball over and we got to do all those fundamental things in football or we will get beat.
2: Right. I mean, that's exactly where we're at. And, you know, you're a fan. I mean, I I wish we were dominant. I wish we were, you know, 11 and 2 and beating Utah every other year or every, you know, three years or something like that, you know, and playing at the level of even Boise State. But. We're not right now. That's what independence has got us, and it's frustrating. But you got to manage the game. You cannot overlook at Toledo. You can't fly down to. So- we should get after South Florida. You know, looking at them, but we got to travel all the way to South Florida after a tough loss, and you got to take care of business,
1: and, right? And, you got to manage. And, you
2: manage that yeah. game.
1: And you've lost your quarterback, and you you haven't. You lost your quarterback and and
2: a great running back, right? We've had two really terrible injuries.
1: No question about that. So here here's one of the thoughts for for me about about this game, and and when you have a young quarterback like this, um, this is this is a bit of a challenge. Or or you've lost a Zane Anderson, and you've lost. Tyson Williams, and even though he hasn't been there long, these are guys that have been playing football at the collegiate level for some time. So those are the types of players you have to lean on for that leadership. And that leadership is what's going to say what's going to come out of my mouth right now, and that's that um, there's a tendency when you're young, you go, oh, BYU's kind of handling Toledo through most of the game. And then it's almost like they took their their foot off the gas. It's almost like they felt like they arrived, and they weren't really judicious about finishing out the game. Like like you've got to take care of business. I don't care if you're at Toledo and you feel like they're an inferior opponent. You feel like it's a step down from you or whatever to even be there. Uh, whatever it is that you, it doesn't matter. You you need to take care of your business and you never let off the gas pedal you never give you know give in you never you never stop playing hard you never get uh conservative you keep playing hard and aggressive until the the game is over and when you have a young Absolutely. quarterback and you have some of your older players that are out it's it's human nature it's it's nobody's fault it's not a coaching issue it's not a player character issue it's just a human nature issue that you have to you have to learn to battle through and not let creep in because it it creeps into everyone. I guarantee you. You could probably tell me five, ten different games in your career oh. where you oh. just thought you'd made it and thought you'd arrived and it, and and now all of a sudden it's you know you got your, your you got your butt whooped.
2: It's your greatest danger, right? I don't care whether you're in the high school, junior high, NFL, college, <laughs> the principal you're talking about. Is is you're hitting the nail right on the head, and you cannot let it creep in. And it's a subtle thing, but I'm I'm afraid uh, BYU has gotten caught up in it, and it and it really started. I started hearing this from fans and players of the new generation, you know, from the Bronco years forward, especially when they moved independent. And I started hearing this talk all the time about we want to play the great teams. We don't want to. We don't want to play these nobody teams. We don't want to play these stinking Mountain West lowlife teams. We don't want to. I started hearing this attitude, right? That was really speaking down to the Toledos and the, you know, Utah States and the Wyomings and Northern Illinois. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like, and and it was this whole subtle attitude. And I'm telling you, it carries into the locker room too, and the players listen listen to it. And you know what? You can never step on a football field ever and think you are all that and walk out and play somebody in Northern Illinois or Toledo because you are going to look at getting upset because they are working hard. There, there might be a lesser program, but they're going to come out and punch you in the mouth and play their guts out and play with pride. And you got to walk out every week and be ready. I don't care if you're a P5 team like Florida State that just lost, you know, at home to Boise State. That's embarrassing, right? you got to come out. You cannot look down and take this attitude of a holier than thou a little bit and say, you know, we're mighty BYU, and, you know, you little conferences like Mountain West and MAC, or you're way beneath us. And I've heard this. And now look where we're at. We're at after 10 years of independence. Like I said, we're planted at about that level of, Third or fourth in the MAC and the Mountain West, it's backed up by our wins and losses, right?
1: Yeah, it is, and it so, is. It so, is. If, so, if you're going to compete on a week to week basis, you've got to bring that attitude. That, that you got to
2: bring that yeah. attitude, man. You got to own that field every time you walk out on it. I don't care if you're playing Toledo or UCLA, you're owning that football field and you're going out with the same approach week in and week out, and you never overlook anybody. I learned a lesson in life, Scott. You know, I told this story. My foreman at um, uh, the, the seed plant I worked at before I went to Rick's College and I walked on. I was a six-five kid coming out of high school, six-six, two hundred big, two hundred ten-pound guy, right? And everybody's telling me about how tough this five-foot-eight foreman is, and out in the warehouse. So I I walked up to him honestly at lunch hour in front of all the employees, and said, "Hey, I can take you." this guy sitting in his cowboy hat and cowboy boots we're out in the pallets and the cement floor of the warehouse and we line up against each other with all the employees watching And this guy takes me to the ground and just whips my butt in about 30 seconds flat right and he's like 30 i thought he was old i thought he was this 35 year old man right i'm 18 but the point is i went on to become best friends with this man he was my foreman and found out that he had He was a three-time state champion in wrestling, never lost a wrestling match in his life. Went to Ricks College, undefeated, beats the national champion, undefeated in junior college, breaks his fingers before the national tournament. Never lost a match in his life. I mean, I'm I'm wrestling like a Schultz gold medalist, right, in this warehouse in Idaho, and I don't know it. I'm just this cocky kid, you know, out of high school, thinking I could take on anybody. And this man became one of the greatest mentors in my life. And was humble as could be. And here it he is, this gold medalist type wrestler in a warehouse in Idaho. And I'm telling you, I learned a lesson that day. You never underestimate anybody. If I'm 6'6", 280 in an alley, and I got some 5'8 guy coming up to me saying he wants to take me on, I'm going to take him on like he's the toughest dude in the world because you never know who you're up against. And it's a lesson that, you know, BYU could learn or anybody out there, the Washington Redskins for that matter, you never underestimate an opponent. Because you do not know what you're walking up against
1: well said all right we're gonna take a break we come back uh Zach Wilson is out in in indefinitely it's probably four to six weeks I guess who knows um what what does Tough that news. mean what does that mean to this team and uh, want your thoughts on it because I know I have some All right, welcome back to Rival Scott and Jason. Of course, BYU had a tough loss, and I uh, wonder how many fans um, paid the $5 to watch BYU lose to Toledo and wish they hadn't. Uh, I just,
2: <laughs> that's, a, is that, that's a tough shot, man. <laughs> I know. Sorry. But I just thought it was funny. It's I just thought it was funny.
1: I'm sorry. Not it really. We but, paid, hey,
2: I was out here in Chicago. We paid our 5 bucks. You know, the family all sat down and watched the game. You know, we're all cheering and pulling for him, and you know, it was a it was it was a tough loss to swallow. It yeah. was, and to see Zach Wilson go down. You know, you, you're looking at the end there, right? We get our turnover, and we think, oh my gosh, Toledo just blew this game, right? They're going down with an easy field goal to win it. They turn it over, and we turn right around and turn it over. Yeah. So it, it was it was a, it was a tough one to. To lose, but the injury is worse. Uh, well, losing, losing Zach uh, right. Wilson so, so you, for a month yeah. so. You, so have Zach,
1: you have Zach out, and uh, and and part of what I said in the first segment was for a young quarterback, and these are those lessons you have to learn about. In your yeah. mind, you just have to keep focused and keep just like next drive, next drive, and finish it out. You watch these teams and you watch these players that are successful. They they get this. They understand it. I'm just telling you, it's. It's really the thing that separates really good players from great players, from players that play at the next level. The the ones that really have the success in their careers get that concept. So yeah. I I it, so that part of that message was this is something that Zach Wilson really needs to learn. And then of course there's this, you know, attitude which which part of it I love, but there has to come a point when your decision to throw these passes that are um marginal at best that it, right. it's They're almost a, it's almost a little flippant. Yeah. it's 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 this casual attitude about yeah i'll just make that throw because there there have been times when you've made it or you're playing in high school and you can you know in each level there you're going to have to learn yeah. there's just certain throws you just you have to Don't be make. you have to be really careful about yeah. how you throw them so, yeah. But
2: Scott, what he needs, let me throw this in here and keep your thought that he needs a Scott Mitchell as a quarterback coach. I mean, that's just the bottom line. Maybe, a, you know, or a Ty Detmer. He needs a real experienced veteran, personal quarterback coach that, that helps him develop. And that's not, you know, guaranteed. They're going to make mistakes, right? You got to help them through that and help them grow. And and yeah, there's certain, there's certainly
1: some insight that you could bring to the table. There's no question about it. Some, uh, well, yeah, know, they, they amazing Look
2: at the insight that Steve Young, Bosco, McMahon, they had Scoville, you know, Tolner, Holmgren. They they had some great uh, you know co- coaches, quarterback coaches standing right over them.
1: They also right. had people and, ahead and of sure. They had people ahead of them yeah. that they got to watch. Yeah, and that's that's kind of developed for several years. It's nonexistent in college football today because it's like, you know, especially in the quarterback position, you you don't have the luxury. Guys like Jack Tuttle at Utah, who was supposed to be a really good player, he just said, "Forget this. If I'm not starting as a freshman, I'm going somewhere else." Unbelievable
2: to me, Scott. Unbelievable to me when you have the opportunity to develop to be an NFL player. You know, all these guys, Mark Wilson, McMahon, Steve Young, Bosco, all those, they, they all sat in the system for two to three years before they had their chance to play developing, right? And then had great NFL careers, I mean, you know, most of them. So you it,
1: could, It's really helpful. There's no question about it's it. It's very helpful.
2: Very helpful. But you yeah. need a parent and, you know, especially, you know, to stand behind them and a coach to tell them. Of course, the coach is always telling them, be patient, be patient, right. develop, develop and they, they hear they they listen to the clippings and they act like you know an entitled generation and they're not patient enough Well, and they
1: see these other places like you know this tui tagovalea and and they see J, uh, jt daniels at at you know um usc they see a lot of these guys coming in as freshmen and playing and you go shoot they're playing at the best programs in the country and i'm not at the best program in the country and i i'm not playing you know then yeah. You know it's hard. So so here's where I think this is actually good, that Zach Wilson gets hurt, and and, and I'm trying to put a silver lining You're, on this. Right. Here, here,
2: I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to hear this
1: uh, one, right. how it's good. So so when so here here this kid he came in, played seven games last year, played five games this year, and now he has to sit, and so he he's got a, a really good taste of playing the the lesser part of the schedule and now playing the harder part the power five teams so he's had this whole year it's almost like it's almost like this is the end of his first complete year of playing and there's something about taking a break from that and you get to now step back because before now all he's focused on okay i gotta get ready for the next game I got to get ready for the next game. What's the game schedule? You know, what's the, what's the game plan? What new plays? You know, what things do I need to work on for this week? Blah, blah, blah. And so you're in that weekly game prep grind. And it's a grind, right? And yeah. So, so then when you aren't in that grind anymore, you get an opportunity to say, okay, I get to reflect and assess where I really am as a player. And he'll he'll be able to step back from it now and look at it from a totally different perspective, and that perspective from the sideline, not playing, is is like, it's not like when you're out there in the huddle. Very different look, and there and and he'll be able to right. see things from from this big this big picture. So at the University of Utah right now, this Cam Rising, who was at Texas, and and a really good player, he's red shirting this year, and do you know where he sits? During every single Utah football game, right next to Andy Ludwig in in the coach's box, looking down on the field. So he's oh, that is awesome. right, exactly. That is awesome. So he's hearing Never thought
2: of that. That was awesome.
1: genius, right? So he's hearing yeah, all genius. of these plays. He's watching it. He's watching someone do it really well from the and,
2: box. From the box, That's awesome.
1: yes. And so That's he's awesome. getting an idea of how how the coach is attacking a defense and how he's. You know how he's setting things up, and what what you have when you get that is is Zach Wilson will sit out and he'll it'll it'll just eat him alive, and he'll he'll go oh man I I, I told he'll he'll know how to be a better player, and and right. he'll, and he'll he'll be mature as if it's been like an off almost, and he'll when he comes back and plays and it'll be like wow and he'll be a different player when he comes back. So yeah, that I can see that. So that's one yeah. that's one side of this that's actually a positive.
2: For Zach, it's a positive. Zach can make this a positive for himself.
1: But it will be better yeah, it'll be better for the team because huh. what's hurting him now is making that one throw, those stupid throws yeah. that are are just make too those
2: bad decisions.
1: They they're too casual. He he has to be more right. he has to be more selfish and more judicious with the football than what he's being right now. Because the 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 result is is catastrophic.
2: Well, yeah, he's young and he's in his mind, and a really really young guy like that—that's you know, stud. They 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 tend to think they're bulletproof, right. right? Exactly. And he's like you said, so casual, flippant, whatever. You know, whatever word you want to use for it. It is a guy, a young guy that thinks he's bulletproof, and he's going to make every throw work, and he's forcing those plays and making bad you know bad decisions.
1: So here's the here's the yeah. other thing I think is good because i think injuries as long as they're not season ending i actually think they help the team out in the long run in that they they create depth and i saw this at utah a year ago where these these players came in and they and they got a chance to play and they got a chance to learn from game experience which is so invaluable and and they had success along the way and so now utah's a deeper team it's a better team because of some of these um these guys the who had to step in. And yeah. by, by the way, by the way, you, you're running back who, you know, you said can throw the ball. Yeah. He, he's, he's playing pretty good, <laughs> Jason. Just he, put, he played great. He played great <laughs> that no, no, last no. game. No, it's not the last game. It's the last yeah. nine games in a row that he started. He's thrown 14 touchdown passes and two interceptions. He's, uh, yeah. he's like – he's in the top ten in all passing categories in the country – He's number two in passing accuracy and and uh, passer rating in the Pac-12. And there's a yeah, lot of really I'll, good quarterbacks in the Pac-12. I might have to, I You're going to be eating that, that little crow. That yep. might have to
2: eat a little crow.
1: Probably have to shave another letter in your I chest, will. Jason. Before this is over. no, early.
2: that stinking letter is still in my chest.
1: I know, isn't it? it <laughs> I'm, I'm, a f- I'm a fan of waxing now. Just so you know, it it really works.
2: <laughs> I got some. It does ar- work.
1: I got some areas I may have to wax because that that's. I've, pretty... had
2: that, I've had that stinking you in my chest for a month now.
1: Yeah, and it looks it, it looks good too. All right, so so the other thing is you have you got a bye week, and then you play South Florida, which which on your upcoming next month schedule, that's the best team you want your you want to break your quarterback in. No, you know, that you, is true. So getting...
2: Hall has a long ways to go. You know. It, He has no experience. He was thrown into the fire there, you know, Wilson, you know, and it wasn't a time to really assess him. But what I saw was like, no, he's definitely not the starter, (laughs) right? Zach Wilson was definitely better. But, uh, you know, we'll we'll see. He'll be able to develop, and you're right. South Florida is who you want, but then you got, you know, Boise State and Utah State, a couple of real critical games.
1: And the tougher of the two is at home. You know so he's playing yeah. Boise State at home so and he'll have he'll yeah. have now played 3 weeks and so 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 my point of this is if you have to stick him in it's the best time to stick him in you get a bye week which is invaluable for him to actually get the 2 weeks to really prep to play in the game and then and then he gets to come home against Boise State and and of course you'll have to go on the road to Utah State but what it does is it gives this kid an opportunity to get in a game and gain experience and that will help BYU down the road because you're you're kind of seeing a little bit that you may, you know, as long as Zach Wilson's young and and kind of flamboyant and and yeah. brave, he's gonna open himself and subject himself to injuries. And you gotta yeah. have another guy who can play and and can win games for you, you know, if, you if that's to. the case. So I know you I know it stinks to. for BYU. But, but It does,
2: because they're putting them in a tough spot right now. And, you know, the South Florida game all of a sudden turns into not a guaranteed win. It's one that they should really pound them. But you got some doubts going in there, traveling all the way to Florida. And then I'm telling you, buddy, Boise State, Utah State, San Diego State are must-wins for BYU this year. Must, must-wins for BYU to prove they can play at the top of the a G5 conference right? No question. I mean, they, they, those, those, to me, to me, those are bigger games than their, you know, P5 games going two and two and their, they really you know, are. P5 yeah. games.
1: They're, they're games yeah. they, they've got to compete in. All right, well, got uh, this round of Rivals is over. It's over. We're off to our corners. He's Jason Buck.
2: And he's Scott Mitchell.
1: We're powered by KSL com. Find us on Facebook at The Rivals Podcast, Twitter at The Rival Show, And until we see you, uh, we'll see you when we see you. Take care. (laughs) Words of wisdom.